0: Welcome to the Pro Wrestling For You podcast, Snap, Crackle and Cheap Pops. And here's your host, Mr. Phil Woodvine.
1: That's right, ladies and gents. It is another episode of the Pro Wrestling For You podcast, Snap, Crackle and Cheap Pops. I am, of course, Mr. Phil Woodvine. And on today's show, we've got two very special guests. One you've seen already. One is a brand spanking uh, new talent to come to Pro Wrestling View's, uh, shows as soon as the dreaded coronavirus uh, finally fucked off. Um, but together they're going to be a very exciting tag team and we seriously cannot wait to bring them. So please allow me to introduce you, made to last, Mr Ricky Nitro, Leon Gray and Ryan Ford Chaps, how are you doing?
2: Not bad, Phil. You alright? Yeah, good
1: mate, good. diving straight in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let's, let's call it how it is. Let's uh, kind of chuck it out there. It's Mate, all is good here. You know what, I'm... Very much enjoying the kind of peace and quiet, but I am also bored as shit. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, oh. it's...
2: Go on. I was going to say, I wish, uh, I wish I had moments of boredom, but no, I've been very busy the entire time.
1: I mean, like you are kind of at the forefront of all this fucking Ronan and stuff, anyway, aren't you? I mean, you are literally the front line.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no days off, kind of. In the hospital, fighting everything, trying to get it all sorted, make everything safe, try and get rid of it as soon as
1: possible. We're going to have to introduce you as that on shows, you know. Uh We'll dress you you both up as as fucking doctors and say, you know (laughs) what, as well as as trying to win the pressing for you tag team gold, he has been kicking Corona's arse
0: for the best part of a year and a half.
2: Doctor an in
0: uh, Inferiority complex doing things like this. Every time we jump on, uh, Leon does his, uh, his spiel about saving the world and, and helping people <laughs> and testing people, giving people vaccines and stuff. And then I'm just like I have been just been sat on the arse playing FIFA, <laughs> <laughs> working from home. So yeah, cheer cheer for me as well. Go ahead, guys.
2: Yeah, but No, you're better walking, so <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, like, like
1: I'm. You're about me chucking you both in the deep end early doors. So, like, I wasn't going to you know, say this this early into the podcast now, but we did put both your pictures up on my Facebook early and let people know that we we are having you both on the podcast. And uh, Mr. Ryan Ford himself did get a very positive, overwhelmingly positive uh, response from my female friends, and even my girlfriend said she used to fancy him. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a weird
0: one. <laughs> I think that's the reason we're a tag team. To be honest, I think uh, yeah, I think Leon's a, a decent-looking lad, and uh, when we when we started going training and started training together, it sort of looked it looked a natural fit. And then I think we, as a team, probably try and play up to it as much as possible. To be honest, just just two smiley, happy guys who uh, who don't look bad in their ring gear. I think that's sort of our gimmick, basically. <laughs> Thank uh, very much. Just, I just mean, go
2: and have fun.
1: Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, obviously we are going to get into sort of early doors and training and all this sort of stuff. But I've got to ask right off the bat because we, I had um, the front line on uh, not that long ago. We're still yet to upload their uh, sort of episode, but we had uh, Jack Sinclair, Lance Rivera, and like and when people come up with their tag team names, like I love that creative process. Like I want to know. What were they thinking? What were they drinking? What were they smoking? What were they talking about? What were they watching when they came up with their tag team names? So how did Made to Last, uh, how did that even come about? That
2: was me. Um, it's the name of a song, and um, I like kind of just related to the <laughs> lyrics a lot and started using it as my own like singles kind of moniker. Uh, so I had it on my tights and everything <laughs> that I got first. And then when I started tagging with Ryan, we was like, right, we need a tag team name. It was trying to think of all different things. And then uh, we just kind of went, well, why don't we just stick with Made to Last? Like, I've already got it on my gear and we just chucked it as the uh, as the tag team name. Uh, just thought it was quite fitting. You know, you're a team, you want to be together kind of thing. And <laughs> Made to Last kind of embodies that.
0: It was a funny one because I think I think I knew you'd 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 already had it on your gear, so I was quite keen to try and think of something else. I don't think I've ever told you this actually, <laughs> but I was I was quite keen to think of something different at the time, and uh, like was running through ideas in my own head. And I think I was probably sharing stuff with you at the time. But uh, yeah, I think my like when you first suggested it to me, my very first impression was like, yeah, it's cool, like it's it's really cool, and I do like it. But wouldn't it be good if if we could have something that that wasn't already on your gear? And then uh, the more I tried to think about it, the more I realized I couldn't think of anything better, uh, not necessarily like a lack of creativity, just it, it fit very well and it it sounds cool and it looks cool and it, and it fits well. And that whole sort of free word tag name, I think is quite cool as well. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't against it per se, but I was, I was quite keen to, to try and think of something original and then was just like, I oh, know that that fits well. And, I mean, by that point we'd already, we'd already wrestled as a team as well um, not sort of by design but just we got chucked together on a show um, in Leeds so we'd already wrestled as a team without having a name and then we are like oh yeah no, this is a good fit so we'd, we already sort of knew a little bit about how we fit together and then the more we thought about to that name sort of made more and more sense
2: where, uh, The three the three uh, word thing as well it's just great for chanting Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, absolutely i mean like some people don't don't kind of look at it into that kind of context i mean for like the person for you name we purposefully went against that grain like we didn't want free initials because every free initials has been like used up you know if, if, you, if you google it there's every free initials and since we kind of purposefully went with pw4u um not many companies have got a number in and not many companies have got sort of four initials so we didn't want to people to kind of chant it. It's not about the company. It's about the talent and kind of getting behind them rather than chanting for the company. I like I get why ECW people do it and whatever, but also it, I kind of feel it pisses on the talent a little bit.
2: Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's uh, something that, um, like, Zach kind of told us um, in training and JD that... Um, you know, if you go out there and have a match, and again, nothing against some of these companies, but you know, um, like Progress, for example, the 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 crowd are like very hot and all start chanting for Progress, or Joe, you know, even like with Joe, um, you know, TNA or AEW, the crowd will chant for the company, and like you as a wrestler, you, you don't want that. You want them to be cheering for you, like so you're going out there. Have your match, you want to win the crowd over for yourself. Like, it might sound selfish, but you know, it is that's what you want. You're going out there to put on that performance. You want the the crowd to be behind you, not the company. And like with ECW, it turned into a bit of a just like a, a role play thing, like with the this is awesome chant. It's almost like the crowd just chant it because they know they're supposed to, rather than they they're actually behind it or they actually really like it. They just, they're they just going through the motions of, oh, big spot you know, let's chant, chant, oh, this is awesome, this is awesome. It's just, you know, you, you don't want them chanting for the company. You, you want them chanting for you. I yeah.
0: think as well from, from a pure logistics point of view, like it's not so bad on like a big scale, like, you know, you televised American promotions and stuff like that, but just like logistically on a local level, when there's like a ton of promotions that are all just sort of, you know, free letter acronyms and and obviously sort of W is going to be in all of them because that's what wrestling is, isn't it? And then you get the same letters that are used quite often. And, uh, you know, sometimes we'll be in, in the group chat with some of the lads and they'll be like, oh, yeah, they used to wrestle for duh, duh, duh. And you'll just be, be racking your brain a bit like, right, which ones are they again? Are they the ones... Are They the ones in Newcastle or are they the ones in York and you, you know, even just on like a, a, a logistical level with so many promotions in, in British wrestling over the last few years, yeah anything that stands out a bit I think is beneficial a little bit for us as well when we try to talk about it
1: yeah I, I mean absolutely I mean obviously by all means you know people getting into the the, the overall product that the companies are putting on but yeah it's just how I've, I've always kind of look to things i mean no one ever chanted wcw no one ever chanted wwe or wwf when you know, they never chant those initials so why is it only certain companies it's
0: almost like the crowd have been preconditioned to do it perhaps i think it's a, it's a branding thing as well isn't it because i think you know obviously you know wwe doesn't get chanted but nxt does um and i think yeah i think it's because when people are chanting it it's because they're they're more attached they're more sort of entwined with with that brand it has sort of unique selling points that they identify with and and thus they they chant it because they feel it whereas your your wwe and your wcw are just sort of you know the the big thing that don't necessarily have one distinct personality but you know Leon, leon mentioned sort of tna and and ECW and, and NXT is another example where those brands or promotions or whatever all, all have their unique selling point lined up in a row, and and if you sort of associate with that style of wrestling or that style of entertainment, I think they they sort of get you to buy in, which I think is one of the one of the things that's going on with the with the sort of AEW fan versus the WWE fan that is so boring on Twitter. It's so tedious on Twitter <laughs> when you see people, uh, you know, trying to rip the arse out of the other one for no reason at all, really, and, and sort of being dedicated to, to one side when, in actual fact, it's all just sort of there to be enjoyed. And if you don't like it, don't watch it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I get it. I mean, for them, maybe it's um, it's exciting that kind of like two... It, there's a, for every Coke, there's a Pepsi. You know what I mean? There's always like yeah. a, a left and a right, a black and a red. You know, that's kind of how they're looking at it. But it's not a war. The talent aren't going to war. Like Everyone's putting on good products. The more products that are on TV, the better the business it, uh, as a whole is in. So I don't get why they're like, I fucking hate Twitter And I at the best time. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: you'll, uh, you'll get buy-in from, uh, from Leon on that. Eat. I know he can't stand Twitter as well. I yeah
1: know, um, i i ate it oh, oh well we, we use it i mean mainly to kind of um give to wind people up more than anything we've got like a really good obviously british wrestling fan called uh, charlie crubbers and oh, yeah. he was announcing yeah he's announcing that he's going to do something and because he didn't, he telegraphed it like a day in advance or a few days in advance um, hello charlie by the way because i know you said you listen to this um he said, oh, in, I've got some big news. It's coming up, and it's in 24 hours. I'll let you know. And because he put that big sort of time gap in rather than just saying what it is, I'm just using the person through Twitter to say, go on, Charlie, it's OnlyFans. Go on. Because, <laughs> like, why be serious? Why? I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it at all. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I, 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 I
2: used to use Twitter, like, um, I don't know, like probably not the in the best way like I, I used to just like troll people and uh like at, at some point I think Sam Bailey just told me knock it off like saying like oh no you know people will, will turn on you it's like oh, I'm only having a bit of fun but then like I'm reading back some of my tweets I'm thinking yeah you know what like I could see how that could be like seem pretty bad uh, yeah. i should probably knock it off and like, i i'd I use it as like a necessity thing now i could see i try and see the good in it like joe how far like your reach can get with twitter joe like messages can go all over the world as soon as thing goes viral when they feel like good causes like raising money things like that like you can get you can get some good in it but like say it's just all that negative moaning and when like you get people saying oh joe uh, you should watch this, you should watch this. I was like, do you watch this company? Uh, no, no. Oh, you should. I am like, but you should stop watching WWE. You know, WWE is crap. Uh, you should watch this instead. If you stop watching WWE, then you can watch all these other things. I'm like, uh, just let me watch what I want. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to stop watching WWE. Come on. Uh, as, as much as everyone wants to say, oh, stop watching it. It's like really uncool. I'm not going to stop watching it. I've been watching it all my life. I'm going to stick with WWE. It's the biggest company there is. Of course, I'm going to watch it. Right? Yes. And I'm going to watch other stuff that piques me interest as well. But, you know, there's that much wrestling. I can't watch it all.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the the cool thing with Twitter, and this is kind of goes with uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. Now, if we, obviously, when shows are back on, we stick a match graphic up and we say, oh, it's going to be, say, uh, this team versus this team and they'll get like a sort of smattering of you know, shares and likes and all that sort of stuff And you go, okay, well, we've got a good few thousand fans But it's had like a little smattering of applause and attention um, Fair enough. Now if we put something Ridiculously stupid up, like I did like I did yesterday saying okay Whoever's been farting in the package of cooked meat. Can you please cut it out? It, it yeah. goes nuts like so many people like it and interact with, and thought, why? Why are they like interacting with this stupid little comment <laughs> people farting in packets of cooked meat, rather than what this Twitter's
0: there for? Like, it's 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 a mad world. I love them. Um, I love those some of the some of the accounts you find on there. Um, are just absolute genius as well. Uh, there's a fella who I don't follow yet, but his stuff keeps getting retweeted to my timeline. And he's um, I think he's he, I think he's Canadian actually, but he's like a bit of a one man band basically. And he sits at his piano, and he uh, and he has like a drum kit in front of him, and he'll play like "Pump the Jam" or like "Take on Me" and stuff. And he he's pretty much got me through this latest lockdown, just waiting for him to release a new video. And uh, and it's just yeah, it's just some fella in a loud shirt uh, singing singing songs at his piano with a like a bass drum in front of him as well. Um, but it's it's so creative and it's it's really genuinely enjoyable. Even though it's just like a daft thing, but like every yeah. time I see a new video come on me timeline, I'm like, oh, here we go. I like pause pause the telly or whatever it is that else is going on and, and play it. It's, it's mad how uh, these things that you know wouldn't wouldn't have ever caught your attention sort of a dozen yeah. years ago and now and not what you live for.
1: I, I like I've I've always said people whether it's wrestling whether it's um like Game of Thrones, whether it's anything, if there's a bit of humour in there, funny will always make money. You know, like whether it's Twitter, whether it's this, that, the other. I mean, we are all doing those buddy ice bucket challenges a couple of years back. Like we weren't doing it to see, oh, you know, there's a wet t-shirt competition, because let's be honest, nobody needs to see him in a wet t-shirt. It's, that's not good. We're doing it to see people scream and run off and fall over on the ice, and Sort of <laughs> yeah. all, we all just want to laugh, you know, so if you can make something a bit funny, it's it's always going to get over.
2: Yeah, that's it. Like, everything's just rubbish at the moment, isn't it? It just seems like it's bad news after bad news after bad news, and you can just have something just a bit silly and funny just to kind of bring people's spirits up, Joel. It's never a bad thing. Oh,
1: and I My... think the the the, sorry, the best one from today, the fact that Nia Jax has gotten, gotten over for... Breaking
0: yeah. her uh, bum hole on Monday night, <laughs> yeah. I've la- I've laughed so hard at that today. It's absolutely brilliant. I've uh, I've shared it with people who don't watch wrestling at all. Yeah. I've I've been in literal fits of laughter when she shouts my hole. It's uh, it's genuinely genius, and I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, oh let, let's be honest, we've we've all been there. We've, like I put my I, I came close to breaking my coccyx in the supermarket that I work about two months ago, three months ago, I tried to do a drive-by fart in the face with one of my colleagues, slipped (laughs) slipped on the polished floor. But bear in mind, this was like 6 a.m., so luckily no customers were in. Like, did the fart, like jumped up, did the fart, didn't stick the landing, polished floor straight to my arse. Like, I couldn't sit down for about three weeks. But it was fucking hilarious. Like, all the staff that had seen it, for like two, three weeks after, we just like leaving donuts like in, in, in our little work area. saying, Phil, if you want to sit, on it, that's that's perfectly okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. So you know, like I I say, soak soak up the laughter. It's all
0: good. There was, um, there was a real famous one in um, the World Cup was it? I think it was two thousand and fourteen, um, and Javier Mascherano was playing centre back for Argentina. It was a World Cup semi-final against um, Holland, I think it was. And like dead late on in the game, one of the Dutch players had sort of been put through and uh, Mascherano had to, to sort of leg it back as quick as he could and he, he put in this big slide tackle and then he, he sort of hobbles back to his feet and you can tell he's not quite right and he, he finishes the game as best he can. And then it came out like a few days later that he ripped his ass all apart <laughs> uh, doing, <laughs> doing the slide tackle. Uh, he like, yeah, literally like tore his asshole the with like a, a match-winning tackle in like the last few minutes. Like right, fair play. Uh, yeah,
1: that's I mean, that is amazing. I'm am gonna I'm gonna take this conversation back just one tiny little fraction because uh, obviously Leon Gray, Ricky Nitro, as person few fans uh, would have seen you back in I think September 2019 uh, to person few live wire. You mentioned like a, like um, yeah, you've been watching WWE forever pretty much i'm gonna guess ryan you're kind of in the same boat
0: yeah me and uh, me and leon are similar with this actually because we um we're both about the same age i'm I'm 32 Uh, i think i think leon's similar to me but we we both started on wcw um so we both got into wcw in like mid to late 90s when we were kids and then um yeah, dipped into into WWF as it was and WWE at various times but I think um I think we've we've both sort of always toyed with the other team as well so I know we were both into Tna when that was a big thing and uh yeah when when WWF was was at its peak I know we were both banging into it but yeah I think we both started on on wCW got into wrestling that way and then uh and then to toed, toed and froed with with different promotions and stuff as well.
1: Yeah, and because like, the one question I've got to ask you both, because I, I try and ask this in every podcast that I do, even if it's other people's podcast, that there's some wrestling fans that just want to watch wrestling. That's cool. If you want to chat online. You might want to have a remote on Twitter, whatever, whatever. But whatever. Well, they never want to see what training is like. They never want to see what it actually physically takes to get in that ring and do it. So I've got to ask you both, like, what made you kind of decide – you know what? I'm 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 still always gonna watch it. but I wanna see what it's actually physically like in that ring. What made you make that jump? Uh for,
2: for me, I actually messaged um Damon Lee um probably maybe about like eleven, twelve 12 years ago, maybe even more than that. Um to start training at Future Shock and uh, at the time it was like the other side of manchester I I, I didn't drive at the time um Joe I, I didn't have a job I'd, I'd just come out of school things like that and he, he Joe he gave me all the information on where it is where to get to and everything and just logistically it was going to be a nightmare and I, I I just never followed it through all right now looking back I wish I would a uh, Joe just found a way to get there um, and just kind of wrote it off as I'll, I'll just stick with being a fan but then I I've, I've did other um, sports in the meantime so I was doing like kickboxing for a while um, and then I went into like the amateur Olympic wrestling um, and trained at that for a couple of years and then um, just everything has been like again not trying to ruin things but I I didn't quite like the competition of Joe intentionally hurting someone. So with kickboxing, where I'm actually going to have to boot someone and potentially hurt them, that's the bit where I was like, I don't actually want to hurt someone. Like uh, wrestling competition, I I like it where it's competing in the grappling. But then if you're slamming people around to really try to hurt them to beat them, Or like you get like dirty tactics where people are like rubbing olive oil in the like skin so that then when they start sweating you can't grab them and stuff. Or they rub deep deep into the chest and rub that in your eyes. Like I didn't I didn't like all the, the legitimate dirty tactics and everything. Always just went back to like I'd like to kind of go into wrestling and by doing the actual Olympic wrestling, doing the actual kickboxing. I'm gonna have the movements and skills to be able to transfer that into pro wrestling, and Joe, you know, look half legitimate because you know, I am, and Joe, you know, not, not trying to big myself up there, but you know what, you know what I mean. There's nothing worse yeah. than y- you're you're watching someone throwing a kick, and it's it's piss poor. It, it it doesn't look like a kick. It doesn't look like it hurt anything, Joe. You know, you're gonna get slated these things need to look right, and the best way to learn how to throw a decent kick is to, you know, go and learn how to actually throw a decent kick. Uh, So it's always been in my mind of, like, I'd like to go to the wrestling training, and eventually, like, when uh, Fighting Spirit started up, it was quite close by, I could drive at this point, I just thought, you know, I'm not getting any younger, let's just give it a shot. Um, Went down to Fighting Spirit, and, you know, can't say enough good things about Zach and JD and from day one of training i was like you know what? this this is it this is this is the sport that I, I wanted to do i've known all my life this is what i wanted to do and now that i've actually had my first session or whatever i'm completely hooked and John, you know, that's kind of been it since
0: i was uh, I was really similar to be honest in in terms of you know when fight and spirit opened um that sort of was the opportunity and, and and that was what made me think about it and and where the uh, where the facility is for fighting Spirit is is literally about 90 seconds away from me nan's house um and, and so when it opened I was sort of like well I'll pop round and see me nan and say hello and then I'll uh, I'll go to I'll go to that training session and see what it's like and and you know I, I've always watched wrestling always been a fan and, and had a you know had a desire to see sort of how it worked a bit and and you know what what was involved in in the training and things like that and and like Leon as well, I'd um, I'd been boxing for a few years, um, so I'd done a I'd got into boxing through like a white collar event, so where you have like eight weeks to train and then you have a match at the end of it, um, and I'd really enjoyed like the learning and the training and and sort of trying to uh, trying to crash course, uh, you know what it is to to sort of be boxing, and I was okay at that, so I kept it up um, afterwards and, and was going to different gyms to train and stuff, and then. Um, I was still doing that when when Fighting Spirit opens and um, I went down on the on the very first day. Loved it, made uh, made friends pretty quickly. I think that's that's a key part of it as well, because yeah, you're actually. yeah you, you're up close with with people because you have to be. So you know, first session you're doing collar and elbow tie ups, so you'll be doing like the same thing over and over again, which is you know it's it's essentially just just grabbing a stranger and and, and being right in their face uh so you get you get to know people quite well quite quickly um and then the more the more stuff you start doing the more you've got to be putting your you trust in people as well so you you get to uh you get to sort of form bonds quite quickly and yeah I've, i went to that first session without necessarily planning on it being a um like a big thing for me or a career for me or anything like that i just thought i'll i'll have a look and see what's behind the curtain and then um and then, yeah, I just, just sort of fell in love with it. Loved going to training, loved seeing the guys. And, you know, like I say, I'd, I'd, I'd done some boxing and uh, I was never going to sort of compete at that and do do shows in boxing. That was just training and, and, and fun. Um, whereas this then sort of opened up as, as something where I could see myself committing to it fully, trying to trying to get onto shows, trying to work matches, trying to, uh, you know, take it as far as I could.
1: I mean, you, I, you'd be surprised how many people... Um, say quite a similar thing. They don't like hurting people for real. That's why they love wrestling. Like, we're, like maybe we're all pacifists. You know what I mean? We're all just we like the idea that we're doing it, but really, once we get in the back, we give each other mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a big hug and say, "Yeah, you know what? Cheers, that. Yeah, it's cool."
2: That, that that's yeah. it. Like a uh, a uh, 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 competitive sport, like I like say with kickboxing, you're going in there and you're actually. You know, fighting someone, boxing, you're actually going fighting someone. With the wrestling, like, you know, I'm, I'm in a match against, uh, I don't know, let's say, Connor Klein and, you know, I, I know he's going to kick me, but then, I know that he's going to kick me, to, but he's not going to try and hurt me. He's going to kick me, and he's going to hurt me, but it, he's not doing it with any malice, do you know what I mean? Yes. And, and that's, that's the the point for me, is that, like, We'll go out there. We will batter each other. It does hurt, Joe. I am gonna get a, a punch in the face. You know, in, in the pro wrestling, for you, one for very first uh, shot of the match, Ryan uh, Meyer punched me straight in the mouth. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was it. You, you, you there going? Oh, Joe, family show. So no spitting, no blood. First shot, punched me. Went straight in my mouth. And Joe, right after, he's like, Oh, did, I, did I hit you? I'm like, Yeah, my mouth bleeding. So <laughs> he got a good good in there, um, but you know, <laughs> oh, you, you, you you go in there, you know that you're gonna get you're gonna get a tag every now and again, but there yeah. was no malice with it. Joe he, 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 afterwards is like Joe, oh Joe, I, d- I didn't mean to, yeah, I've not meant to like knock your teeth out, but it's one of those things you're gonna get tagged, but there was yeah. absolutely no malice. with it he's not gone in there to think like, all oh, right, it's this this guy's first show here. I'm gonna like Joe, show him. Show him up, or whatever, and put the beats to him. He's just, you know, he's thrown a punch. I've been too close, whatever it is, and he's tagged me straight in the mouth, very first shot. And but there's there's no malice to it. Whereas boxing, you know, that person is trying to punch you in the face to hurt you. Whereas with wrestling, he's going to punch me in the face, and you know, if he punches me in the face, it busts my mouth open. It is what it is. It, he's not done it nastily. And yeah, I can accept yeah. that a lot more. Whereas if someone's punched me in the face to intentionally hurt me, that's a bit where I'm at. I don't like that. I don't like the the aggressiveness of, you know, being really, like, nasty about it, like, wanting to hurt someone. That's a bit I don't yeah. like. That's a bit that I yeah. don't have that bone in me. I don't want to, you know, intentionally hurt someone. If I hurt someone and it's an accident, it's an accident. Someone hurts me and it's an accident. It's an accident. Someone hurts me, but, you know... I know that it's part of the match or whatever, and I know it's coming. So be it. It's, yeah. You
1: know. I think maybe it's... Um, we, I think we, we like the trust. We, I, I, you, know, you can meet someone on show day, you've had You know, sometimes half an hour with them, like if they're running late. They come in, they drop the bag, they do the handshakes, they sit with you, you say, by the way, you're out first, you've got 25 minutes to plan the match. And you give a complete stranger absolute trust, and yeah, you might yeah. get an occasional smack in the mouth, or you know, a thick lip, thick ear, whatever, but you can trust an absolute stranger, and it's like, it's something really, really nice about that, and I think wrestling does not get the credit that it fucking deserves, you know, people say, it's fake, it's grown man in spandex, and all the all the usual shit, that I'm, I'm sure you've heard over the years, but yeah. it's trust, it's brotherhood, it's it's fun, you know, it's, it's I like it. People go home relatively unscathed. Like, I don't like seeing people injured. Like, that's, that's not what the world's about, you know? That's, it's, it's complete bollocks.
0: You're definitely right. And, and that, that trust that you have in people is is genuinely crazy when you think about it. Because you'll get, you'll get backstage and, and somebody, you know, obviously we've been wrestling as a tag team for a while now, so you'll come up against a team and they'll be like, all right, okay, well, this move we do, you know, I put you on my shoulders and then the other guy comes off the top, and you spin up. and you know, like, and, and when there's when there's tag team matches in the, the choreography and stuff like that that goes into some of these moves is genuinely crazy. And when when you've got two guys picking you up or throwing you around, you know, you can end up in situations where you you quite legitimately uh, could could very easily get hurt, and um, and then you just sort of crack on with it, <laughs> like like you're not sort of putting yourself in danger, um, and then you know. 99 times out of 100 you come away from it feeling okay and it's you're absolutely right it is it is crazy when you think about it especially like you know we're all trying to outdo each other with moves and stuff as well that's you know sort of part of the fun of it is is trying to think of of stuff that's going to look quite legitimate but be safe um, and and maybe trying to outdo each other in terms of oh yeah they've done that cool move right okay well what can we think of that's going to be even cooler um and, and part of that is sort of yeah doing things that you've not seen before. So you'll you'll take moves in matches because the other team have, have thought of it that you've never done in training or or you've never practiced and then you can't practice it backstage at a show or anything like that. It is literally just like Right. Okay. So hang on. I'm up in the air, and then I'm not anymore, and I'll just go with it. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That sounds about right. It is crazy. And I'll then to
1: he- say that that's the best explanation I have ever heard for anything. Look, I'm up in the air, and all of a sudden I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> the other that, uh, that moves,
0: isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. All. I'm here, yeah. uh, the other uh, the other thing. The other side of that coin, though, is uh you know, you can trust a stranger with your life in the ring and, and, and pretty much always be okay. But then the second that you're in there with your mates, anything goes, and that's, that's yeah. the other side of the coin. The first, <laughs> time, uh, the first time me and Leon were ever in the ring together on a show, we were in, um, we were in a battle royal on a fighting spirit show. And uh, I'd had my work Christmas due the day before. And uh, I'd planned on having a relatively quiet one. So I, I don't need. The plan was a couple of drinks and then um, and then go home. And uh, needless to say, it didn't didn't quite turn out like that. And then I woke up at about seven o'clock in the morning in the back seat of my car. Uh, went went to the gym once. I'd I'd got myself together and then went straight to the show. And uh, we were backstage, and I sort of uh, I called Leon and I was like, "Ah, oh, mate, like I've had a few drinks. Um, I'm I'm maybe not in the best way." if I need, like, a, a bit of a break, I'll just come and find you in the Battle Royal, and we'll just, you know, we'll just take a corner together. And he was like, yeah, 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 sound. So we've been doing some spots and stuff, and then uh, I found Leon, and I was like, right, okay, here we go. Bit of a bit of a respite, bit of a chance to get my breath and and not throw up on anybody. And then next thing I know, he's got me propped up in the corner. Chop, chop, <laughs> chop.
2: Uh, <laughs> he what a nice.
1: dick. What an absolute <laughs>
2: Yeah, but what, what he's not telling you is then, you know, he switched it around and chopped me back, but because uh, I'm a bit more uh, sensible and don't drink, uh, it was absolutely fine for me. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, like, 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 let's be honest, we've, we've all been there. I mean, um, so I think you may maybe hit the nail on the head that, like, yeah, once you're in there with your mates, it's, the gloves are off. You know, it's, um, I did a Britannia wrestling show a couple of years back. I was on commentary. Like, I was just there in my suit, just there to commentate with uh, Kieran Moran. And uh, we're, watching, we're watching the show, and I think it's like pre-match, it's the interval, and then like a, an hour-long rumble. So we're kind of like, we're commentating on the rumble. And all we've got to do to kind of get this rivalry going between myself and Drill, because I think I was, I, even as a manager, I was taking the Welsh title off him. Don't know why, but that's what he wanted. So I was like, all right, cool. And so we planned this thing where Once Drill was out of the rumble, I was going to be laughing my head off like Dr. Robotnik or whatever, like full on pirate kind of as loud as I can get. He was going to take exception to that, walk up to me at the commentary booth, which is kind of off to the side, slap me upside the head and then walk off. And that was like the only spot we really need to do. So we do the first half of the show. That's fine. And get to the second half start going for the rumble drill comes out halfway into it he's in for a bit for a bit he gets chucked out i'm like okay it's my bit so i start shouting at drill like laughing my head off as loud as i can and he can't fucking hear me and he's forgot the spot like oh for fuck's sake! i had like one spot to remember and he's, he's so like, I I like to like project my voice. I mean my voice is quite loud anyway. It kind of sounds like a Hoover's been left on next door. So I start shouting. And I'm like, ha ha ha, ha like uh, like some kind of weird pigeon. My dog's just giving me a weird look on the sofa. By the way, while that, <laughs> um, and you can see on Drill's face, it kicks in. It's like, oh shit! Yeah, I need I go with him. So he comes like walking up to me, and I gave him a little wink to say, okay, it's cool. I'm ready. Give me a little slap. I'm not got a headset on or whatever. And he, like, gave me an open palm slap to the side of my face. I said, mate, that's fine. People are looking up for you to hit me for real and give me, like, sort of 50% power, and I'll sell the rest rather than, like, a little love tap and whatever. Now, he hit me in my ear, and I've got, like, a- an earring in my left ear, and he kind of hit that, which tore my ear. Oh, Yeah. Man. I mean, it, it wasn't... Yeah, you know, malicious, like you said, it was just one of those moments. Like he's got hands like frying pans and Drill's got <laughs> really fucking big hands. And like almost like nearly knocked me out. It's like Shit, you now. So I kind of like went to the back a little bit. I was like, seriously, drill, just just stab me next time, it's gonna hurt me less. And, and drill's lovely. I'm so I, I was gonna do his accent then. I'm so sorry, but no, I am not gonna do it. But it was an accident, but I did get me sort of ear roll uh, torn into a little bit. But it's fine. I love
2: him to bits, so why not? Why yeah. not? You can you can do that, you, mates That's it. Like I'm not gonna just uh, go and start unloading chops on absolutely anyone. But you know, if if Ryan's gonna come to me before the match and go, ah, oh, I've had a few too many. Like Joe, you know, I, I feel a bit rough. Uh, if if I want um, a bit of an easy one, I'll, I'll just come and find you. You know. There's no way I'm not gonna go, uh, <laughs> mate. You know, you should have told me that. I'm, I'm gonna wind you up with it. It's like, yeah, yeah, come find me. You find me, and I go. <laughs> hey! so, uh,
1: uh, I'm gonna like have it. to. I'm gonna have to ask. Like this, this happens on more shows than 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 the fans will actually be aware of. Have either of you two either been sick, like on the show, even like under the ring in the ring, whatever, or been in a match where someone has done that?
2: Not that I'm aware of, no.
0: Yeah, not that I'm aware of. There was, I mean, somebody had been sick in the locker room at a show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, but that's that's about as close as we've as we've got to it. I think
2: we never found out who did that either. Yeah, like like we we went out for our match. Had the match, dead good. Prob- probably our favourite match uh, that we had. Uh, upper um, blank canvas. We've got back and we're like on a proper high. Like come oh on, I got what a great match that was. That was really enjoyable. Crowd were really behind us. Oh mate, that that was brilliant. And then everyone's like complaining in the dressing room, and like what's going on? What's going on? And just this massive pile of sick. And, it's <laughs> like, and we're just like, oh right. And we're like, yeah. But, but did everyone see our match? Like, <laughs> did you hear that reaction we was getting? And they're like, yeah, yeah, someone's been sick here, right in the middle. Like, yeah. But about our match, yeah. And, and and like someone had just chucked up everywhere and we never did find out who it was, but they kinda uh ruined it for us. That was it. We, we was going back hoping to get that uh, that sweet reaction from everyone. Oh what a great reaction you had, what a what a great match and everyone's going, Someone's been sick in the dressing room <laughs> like, oh. All right then, fair enough. Like a dirty protest. I mean, yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean that—that's wrestling for you, though. That is. I mean, you wanted them watching your match, and instead they're staring at some carrot chunks in the middle of the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: There's, that's there's a big uh, sick debate going on backstage. where We're thinking, oh, but people are really watching and like, oh, got any feedback from us? Oh, I missed it. So I was watching this sick. What? Oh, nice one. Yeah, we uh, thought
0: we we thought they were saying our match was sick, and they were saying, yeah, no, yeah like, actual. Actual physical chunks. Like,
1: on the floor. Like, like I was waiting for the scouser of the two of you to say that, or he's definitely going to say that's proper sick. That is. <laughs> and I knew you are going to do it. I knew you to do it. Um, I'll, like I'll give you two. So to my knowledge, it's happened twice on Pro Wrestling View shows. Now the very first show we ever ever did, we had what is now the NXT UK Women's Champion, Kaylee Ray versus Carmel, and Kaylee hit the back, back of her head on a ring post, I think she got buckle-bombed or something, and she had to slide under the ring during the match, Chuck her guts up, like, oh, we didn't know this till we were taking the ring down, and I was like, what the fuck have I just stood in? had the uh, NXT UK Women's Champion chucking up on Press & Fuse debut show, quite chuffed at that one, and the most sort of recent one was, we did a rumble in 2018. Now, Mark Morgan came out as number one, and he won it all. Right? It's kind of what we wanted from him. And at some point in the match, he just disappears. Nobody knows when or what uh, when he went. All of a sudden, he's just gone. But, oh, okay. The commentators don't say anything. Dan, the announcer, doesn't say anything. I can't see in any of the footage. I was, where the fuck did he go? And he's missing for a good, solid... 10 fifteen minutes. Um he I think he um James Ah oh, what's his putting name? uh uh JJ oh, from Future Shock. Where? JJ Webb. JJ Webb, that's the guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he hit him with a cross body. I think Mark just kind of hit his head a little bit on the canvas, knocked him a bit sick, and he just had to kind of roll under the ropes. And he was lying under the ring for like ten-fifteen minutes, throwing his guts off. Now, Fair play to Mark, because he knew he was winning that match, so he had to like get back in for the finish, but yeah, he, uh, he looked a bit worse for wear when he got backstage, because once he went through that curtain, he went kind of really weak at the knees, he had to run downstairs, out into the changing room, get outside, and sit in the cold for about 10-15 minutes, because he completely knocked himself silly just from a, from a crossbody, which is a bit crazy, but... Yeah, chucking up chunks during the show, mate. It it's it definitely it definitely happens.
2: I'm sure it'll uh, it'll happen to us at some point. One day. One day, yeah. One day.
1: One day, one day. I mean just make sure it's under the ring, not in the ring. Because if it's in the ring, that's that's a bit difficult to kind of move on from.
2: We'll just do the uh beyond the map Vince McMahon thing if someone starts being sick. He's gonna puke. <laughs> play play it off. <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah i mean that's the best attitude to have like if something happens on a show just fucking go with it like the crowd have seen it. it's on video it's on tony knox has taken pictures of it chances are tony knox has taken like an up-close picture of it so uh <laughs> yeah just ju- ju- just just go with it just go with it. um so obviously we are we are going to get into um the, the future for me to last but well, we've got to get to grips with oh, obviously how how I met you both and how it all came together. Now um, I'm guessing, Ryan, did you come down with Leon for that press and few live wire show?
0: Yeah, that's right. I was uh, I was in the audience
1: for that one. Because um, I, 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 me on show day, I apologise. I have to apologise. There's a million and one things I have to be doing, or at least I feel like I have to be doing. So I don't get a chance to spend time with anyone. You know, it's like five minutes with this person, five minutes with that person, and then I'm off. It's gone, so whatever. But um, uh, I'll let Leon uh, tell a shortened down version of how we actually met, first and foremost, because I, I do love this story.
2: Yeah, uh, we kind of met by, uh, by force, I guess, really. Uh, <laughs> we was uh, in Blackpool for the WWE UK tournament, and um our you know, both now ex girlfriends at the time, kind of <laughs> spotted each other and as as girls do, just cling to each other going, Oh, have you got a wrestling audition? Yeah, if you oh uh, blah blah wrestling, wrestling. And then we was kind of the uh I guess the the gooseberries of it. It was just like yeah, you're all right. You're all right mate, yeah. You're all right, yeah, yeah, no bad. It's so, like, oh well they they have started chatting now we, yeah, well, you you're watching the wrestling? Yeah, yeah, I guess. And, and it was just a bit <laughs> of an awkward, Joe. They, they've latched onto each other and we're just kind of sat there trying to drink our coffees. And then um, it was like, oh, well, actually, we are going to the thing and uh, you mentioned pro wrestling for you and uh, that you had your own company. I was like, oh, nice one. That, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm Joe, I'm just starting training and everything. Oh, that's good. And then it was like, oh, we might actually probably see each other again down the road so this is what a strange random meeting that is probably not going to be the last one and then yeah. you know about 20 minutes later it was a case of oh well we've been kicked out of our hotel and we've got ours do you want to come back to our hotel room and get ready and you know, we we've, we've met each other for about five minutes and was inviting you back to our hotel. That's
0: uh, a Leon Gray classic, it, that. But... Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean,
1: it, do, it does sound like an episode of, like, a Netflix special. Where it's like, you know what? These two couples, you met each other, and you'll never guess what happened next. It does sound like clickbait. It's like verbal yeah. clickbait. But it, nothing like it was. it was really cool. I mean, obviously, we'd met you um yeah a couple hours previously we're trying to waste some hours of the day there's only so many arcades and chip shops and blackpool you can go into before you're bored and yeah we got kicked out and the girls exchanged numbers and like i remember myself and leanne walking around blackpool going are we really going to go to this random couples like b &B?" (laughs) and b
2: because
1: is this a bit weird i mean are we like, is this, like, swinging? Like what, like, what is going on here? We really don't know.
2: That, that's exactly the kind of mentality I was having. It was like, we invited you to our room to, like, get changed innocently And then afterwards, I was like, you do know what you've done there? And uh, It's like, I hope they're not going to be expecting some kind of, like, foursome or anything here. Like, I hope they don't think this is dodgy. And then you turned up. I was like, oh, God, Joe. Now they're really going to be expecting something dodgy. Like they've they've actually turned up here, like, and and then luckily, Joe, you know, none of us were being dodgy with it. It was just a nice, innocent. No, just come and use our room, Joe. You've been kicked out. We've been, Joe, fortunate that the B and B we were staying in, no one had booked the room afterwards, and the the owners of the B and B were just really nice and like, oh yeah, you're at the wrestling show. Well, you know what? You don't want to be like leaving all your stuff in the car. Just leave it in the room, Joe. You don't need to pay for another night. Just use the room for the night. No one's in there. Use it for the rest of the night. We'll not kick you out at the 12 like usual. And they were yeah. just really nice. So, you know, they were nice to us. If We can be nice to someone else and help them out. That's what it is, you know. I be mean, nice like, to each other, help each other out.
1: Like, I mean, from sort of our perspective, obviously, you, you were both, uh, yourself and Lucy, just absolute godsend. Because like, we didn't want to get dressed in the car and you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, so obviously they, they exchanged numbers and we kind of wasted the day and it was like okay cool this is actually going to happen so we go into the bnb and it was a very nice bnb I've, I've got to say it was nicer than i think we had a travel lodge or whatever whatever it was called and so, uh, Leanne's in the corner, kind of like doing her hair, so she's with a straightener or whatever. I'm in the bathroom, sticking loads of gunk and crap in my hair and all this sort of thing. you sat up on Lucy. was sat on the bed, because obviously it's a room, so it's not like there's sofas and all this sort of thing. Me and Leanne kept giving each other, like, eyes going, they are sat on the bed. Are they expecting to... <laughs> <laughs> like, what goes on? I, I've not, like, I'd be the most awkward. I've about Louis Ferroux? Have you ever seen that episode where he goes to a swingers party and he's oh, just popping yeah. around yeah. and saying, hello, do you need anything? That's me. I wouldn't know what to do at a swingers party. Like, I get the idea of what they do, but putting that into practice, I'd be so fucking awkward. So we keep, like, looking and making jokes and... It was awkward as fuck, but it's such a small world that you've been on our shows, Leanne and Lucy, you've been on shows together at TNT. Um, it's just one of those like really cool moments, and obviously you're on the podcast now, and like, had you know, Corona not came around, you'd have been on person for you shows um, yeah. already last year and this year. So it's a fucking weird, small world, but it's really cool as well all at the same time. Like if all the cafes and all the coffee shops in Blackpool, which there is a fucking lot, we happened to choose the same one as you. The only table available was the one right next to you, and you happened to have wrestling T-shirts on, because had you not have worn them, we wouldn't have said jack shit. But it was like, oh, they're wrestling fans. We're wrestling people. Fuck it, we'll say hello. You know what I mean? The amount of stuff that has to line up
2: for that to happen is pretty cool, mate. It is. Uh, I mean... From my memory, it was uh, you that had the straighteners in your hair, not Leanne, but uh, you know, it is what it is. We'll, <laughs> okay, we'll, look we'll at to Agree to
0: I'm disagree, not...
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a natural, it, it takes a lot to get me show ready, so uh, it might have been me, and i mean, I've got like a little bit of that's just putting that out there um so we're gonna we're gonna have to move on to how you ended up not ended up impressing for you but you didn't end up impressing for you as leon gray which is where you wrestle everywhere else like, I, no. I genuinely can't quite remember how or why i pitched you the uh Waluji, ricky nitro super mario kind of stuff i i have no idea uh
2: i think i remember it um it was, um, I, th- I think originally you was um, thinking of an idea of uh, bringing me and uh, someone else in. I think it might have been Chase Alexander as a tag team. Um, and that I think it was around like a, a Halloween show maybe. And I think the idea was, oh, rather than bring you in as yourselves uh, for the first show, I have you as like Mario and Luigi. I was like, "Oh right, okay," and then that transformed into um, like putting me in as singles. And I was like, "Well, I can, I'll still do like the, the Luigi thing, I guess." And I was like, "But I prefer purple. How about Waluigi?" And then the Waluigi, like Wogo is an upside down L, which looks like an R. And then I think it was um, an idea of you—you you was going to get into trios, maybe. You were thinking of. Having a lot of trio yeah. stuff and um then I think was it Ripmo, Rhyloid, and then to keep up with three R's, you was like, Oh, um, could you have like a, a different name rather than We on Grey so that it could begin with the R. So then that's why we called it with the the Ricky Nitro name. Um and I think that was gonna be the the idea was to have maybe us as a trio from what I remember. Um, yeah
1: I think that that does sound about right. I think, um, obviously, it's a bit of a sore point to kind of like mention at this point, but we had like a really good working relationship with the now defunct or whatever you want to call it, Manchester Pro Wrestling Academy, and the only uh, championships they had was trios. So I kind of wanted to have their trios on my show. I wanted to put my trios on their shows. Um, obviously, that's now kind of gone full of hurt and... Yeah, you know, quite rightly so because of uh what had happened kind of thing but yeah that i was kind of like planning ahead i was planning outside of pressing for you so i think well if i get these three guys put together not only can i offer them shows on my sh- on the uh, gigs on my show i could offer them you know, get them onto the manchester press and academy shows as well so I was kind of trying to kill two birds with one stone
0: yeah yeah what was saying uh, what was really good fun about about that whole thing as well is obviously uh you know, me and Leon are uh, mates and have been for a while and I can't remember where the sort of chronology fit in with the, the PWFU show and, and our team and together I can't remember if we'd started at, at that point or not um, but we were mates so it was really good fun in like bouncing the different ideas off me as well so obviously uh, in the match there was, uh, there was like the sound effects when he uh when he sort of did leapfrogs and jumps and stuff, and, and and sort of being at the start of those conversations was really good fun. And sort of watching him get carried away with with ideas for that gimmick was uh, was really good fun. Like, I,
1: I'm I'm gonna have to admit, I I kind of stole some of that from is it Attack Pro Wrestling where they do like a press start show every couple of years.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Like I I love I mean I love my sort of old school computer games. Like I'm I'm pretty old. I'm I'm getting 37 this year. So. My year, sort of childhood was Sega Mega Drives, Master Systems, the NES, the Snes, you know, all that sort of stuff. And out yeah, the first few shows were not like were not deadly, deadly serious. We like to have a bit of fun with what we do. So I kind of pitched uh, Leon to be yeah, Ricky Nitro, and for Nitro it's a bit Crash Bandicoot, it's a bit computer gamesy, and we started like, playing around and I thought, well. If we can tie in with that sort of Waluigi character, if we download all of the sort of Super Mario move um, sound effects, the crowd in Stoke have never seen anything like that. They've never seen Attack Pro Wrestling, press art shows or anything like that. We could give them something brand spanky new and get them to kind of like enjoyed themselves and all this sort of thing. The only downside to that was, I mean, we had loads of like the um, the like the mushroom stomp noise. We had like where they go underground and it's like no no like that sort of stuff. But the PA system in that nut in venue is absolutely shit.
2: Um, yeah, it, i I felt that as well like the, the idea was there that could have been a, a lot more And then when we got there It seemed like we had to limit it down And it was a bit gutting That like Joe from from our discussions It, it was like oh god There's so much we could do with this yeah. And then when we actually got there it, Joe some of those things Weren't actually possible And you know that's wrestling for you isn't it? You can have all the best plans in the world And then you get there on the day And something Joe throws a spanner in the works You have to rework it all really quick yeah. I mean,
1: I, luckily, it didn't play too much into the stories. You know, it wasn't like you know, were changing a finish or anything. Yeah. Or, or if, I think if I remember correctly, we managed to get two of the sounds, like the big mushroom stump sounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the rest doesn't work. We had um, our lovely podcast editor, uh, Chris, our DJ. He was kind of like looking at me saying, it's not fucking working, mate. It's not fucking working. Like we're having like laptop issues. The, one of the speakers had blown. I mean, the speakers are really bad in that venue. So he was just saying, "Look, I can get entrance music. That's about it in terms of like pressing one or two seconds of uh, sound effects, like in quick succession. It's not going to have it. We need different venue. Our, our regular Silverdale venue would work fine with, but we need a like a launch pad, almost one of those little." like what people have for podcasts, where they can just press a button and it'll play that noise. But we managed to get two noises out of it, so I'm taking that as a total win.
2: Yeah, and, and again, just as things line up, there was a, a kid in the crowd who had a Luigi hat on and, uh, you know, throw in this Ouija kind of base character and what are the chances that there'd be a kid in there that's, that's wearing a Luigi hat? That definitely
1: isn't a set-up, by the way. Like, I didn't... Uh, we, we, we don't we do not do that. We don't, you know, give some stuff out at the start and anything yeah. like that. That's a nice sort of turn of, uh, turn of luck, really.
2: Yeah, that, that was it. It was, uh, I think, at the, the half-time, like, photos thing and this little kid's just there with the Luigi out. I'm just looking thinking, no way. Like, uh, uh, what are the chances that we would chuck in a, a kind of Waluigi character as... Uh, I don't know, just mostly just us having a bit of fun and a laugh. And there's a kid there who's obviously into Mario and and absolutely loved it. I was like, God, that is either you really know in your audience or, Joe, great luck. Yeah, you know maybe what? a I, bit of both <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm definitely i'm gonna say the former
1: um just to kind of big myself up a little bit yeah i'll, I'll take that one i'll take that one yeah um obviously it's i don't don't know if we'd have necessarily done more of that down the line or all that sort of thing whether it's kind of like a one and done i don't know but uh, it, it was good fun even though we only had like sort of two kind of like noises or and all that sort of thing oh yeah it was um, a fun match what like I mean, we've said we've said it, we said it in this sort of podcast that like you two guys you, you get on really well. You do look quite similar. You know I mean, you're, just, you're both handsome, smiley, happy guys. There's no two ways about it now. I want to play a little game with you both. You may have seen Mr. and Mrs. on the, t- on, on the TV.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we're
1: gonna play a round of Mr. and Mr. Sounds so, great. I wa- yeah, so I want to see if you two guys kind of like know each other as well as you think you do. So, I'm gonna give you like a question or a statement, I'm gonna give you a second to think of your answer. so you even need to say uh, Ricky or Ryan. So we'll keep it simple. So you need to either say Ricky or Ryan to the question or statement I'm gonna give you. Well, I like, give, it, give it a second, just give it a little thought. So we've got like five of these to run through. So first one, both of you two go for a meal. It comes to 50 quid total, like bang on 50 quid. Um, are you likely to split it? So that it's twenty-five quid each, or is one of you more likely to say, you know what? I didn't have a starter, you did have a starter, I'm paying a bit less. Give it give it a little thing, give it a little thing, would you reckon? Are you gonna split it evenly? Or are you gonna give the name of the person that wants to be a bit of a cheapskate? I
2: reckon we're splitting it, you know? Winter. Yeah. Split oh, it.
1: Oh,
0: you you bastards. I wanna chuck you both under the bus a little bit then. Nah. The closest we've got to an equivalent is when we buy gear. Uh, so the past couple of times we bought matching gear. Rick, he uh, gets tights, and I get shorts. I get um, like bikers. Um, we don't split that to be fair. He pays. Uh, he pays like twenty quid more than me. So maybe, yeah, maybe if either of us was the tight ass. It's me.
2: No, that that that's just uh, you know, we we've put the order in together, but my stuff is more so i'm going to pay for my stuff you pay for your stuff i wouldn't expect you to be paying for my gear but then everything else we're seeing pretty joe down down the middle joe merch stuff it's Joe 50 50 if i go and buy some jackets or whatever like oh look at this i've bought i've bought some t-shirts i've made them into like made to last t-shirts joe and i do that then Joe, next thing you'll be buying, oh, well, I've bought these shorts, look at these made-to-last shorts. And we, we just seem to both be very, very even. We split everything. Oh, We're yeah, fair. Uh,
1: this, this, is, this is way too nice. I need, I need to work my magic on this one. But well, see, well, seeing as you did mention gear, my next question is about gear. Which of the two of you is most likely to forget to wash his gear?
0: I reckon that's me. On, on experience, I reckon that's probably me. Uh, we've all been I, I, a lo-
1: in, in, in like a locker room at some
0: point where someone's
1: got kind of stinky gear a little bit
2: well I think this is where um, it, it's kind of a, a bad question because I don't have a sense of smell so even uh, if uh, Ryan did like, forget to wash his gear I'm not going to know anyway uh, you know, so if someone's got stinky gear you, if, you, if you wrestle me you're, you're alright I'm not going to be able to tell
0: I uh, yeah. I was working off. Um, we did a show. Uh, we were in a rumble at a show in Manchester um, a few years ago now, and uh, I was living in in the city centre at the time. Still am. And uh, turned up to the show. We started getting ready. Um, reached into into my bag. Realised I'd forgot my boots. Uh, just completely left my boots at home and I had to get... Uh, it was deck, I think, gave me a lift back to my flat so I could pick my boots up about 20 minutes before uh, before the show started. So in, in terms of forgetting things to do with gear, I think I'm the only one with any, any past, uh, past experience of it out of the yeah. two of us. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll
2: go with Ryan then. Yeah, we'll go with right. um, <clears throat>
0: Ryan. So
1: out of the two of you, like, I mean, pretty much every every uh, car full of wrestlers. We've got a tradition. By the time you finish the show and you start driving home, it's 10, 11, maybe even midnight. There's very few places open for food, so we kind of like all go to the same places. Which of the two of you is most likely to to suggest swinging into McDonald's drive-through on the way home? Both.
2: <laughs> <laughs> both, uh, both. It is. Very equal. It's always the same thing, and uh, you know, you know, we are both thinking it. So, Joe, you know, just first one to say it. You know, it's always going to be a, yeah. Go on then.
1: You, you just like look at each other and say nuggets, nuggets. <laughs>
2: pretty, pretty much. I think one show we didn't even ask. We just went straight to the drive thru and it was just an assumed thing of we're going, yeah. we're going to drive through on the way home, aren't we? Yeah. And just, we- just ended there without even asking each other.
1: <laughs> it's when you start ordering for each other without even having a discussion. That's when you yeah. know you spend a bit too much uh,
0: time together. We've, yeah, got yeah. A, we've got a nice pre match ritual going on as well, which is uh, Leon keeps keeps buying me energy drinks before shows. I'll get to a show and he'll, uh, he'll turn up with like a, a mango monster or something like that in his bag for me. So that's a nice little uh, unspoken ritual that we've got going on. I'm- do,
1: do yourself that favour though. Never look at the sugar content on that Mango Monster. Just never look.
0: Just I never go. will.
1: Okay, so last... I, I did have two more questions, but one of them was going to be who's most likely to forget their boots on show day, but you, we've kind of answered that one <laughs> So I'm going to jump to the final question before we move on. Um, so obviously you did... Did both mention being new, WCW fans growing up. And for me, the sort of quintessential WCW tag team, I could have gone with Harlem Heat. I could have gone with the Road Warriors. I'm going to say it's the Steiners because I've been watching so much WCW Steiners for me. They weren't quite made out what they were in WWE, but WCW, the Steiners are fucking brilliant. So safe pressing for you, 2021, we managed to boot the Steiner brothers. We get them both on our show. And we say, you know what? We're going to put Made to Last against the Steiners, and the Steiners say to you guys that we're going over. It's a bit of a squash. One of you needs to take our finish. Now you know their finish. It looks, it looks a bit rough. They can, to, me. I didn't even need to finish my
2: questions. So you're going to take that, <laughs>
1: you're you're all good with that one. It it, it's is, always
2: yeah. me. Yeah. I, I, any big dangerous uh, spots that. Is going to result in potential injury. That's me. <laughs> so we're looking at each other and like, yeah. That's what I'm doing. It, it <laughs> is, uh, no, no, I'm going to have to jump in now. You're
1: out of the two of you. You're the one that works for the NHS.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But you're the most up for injuring yourself. I mean, I, what? That, that doesn't make
0: sense. Well, He's the risk taker in both yeah. our uh, our offense. And <laughs> taking moves as well. He's he's the one who's taking all the risks, typically. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's how the team
2: works. We've got everything balanced. Joe Ryan's the strength and the beauty, and I'm the <laughs> Joe, the flashy, dangerous bits.
0: So, I think we did um we did a tag match uh maybe about this time last year, where um, apart from like we did like a bit of a jump start. Uh, so I got attacked right at the beginning. Um but apart from that, I don't think I took any bumps at all. And we hadn't sort of realized it until we watched the match back. And we were like, oh actually, actually, no, it's literally all Leon taking taking bumps. <laughs> yeah. I just like, sit on the apron, get the hot tag, and look like the hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got you have got it made. I mean that that's
1: that's a part of it that's yeah. Well played, so Well played. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh. Oh.
2: And if you do want to book uh, the Steiners versus May to last, then, um, yeah, um, I'm up for that. Steiners. <laughs> Steiners right up.
1: I mean, would you, would you prefer the Steiners or would you prefer, obviously, I know both Road Warriors uh, are sadly passed on, but say all three tag teams in their prime, Road Warriors, Steiners, Harlem Heat, who are you picking to go against?
0: Steiners for me. Me personally, I'd, I'd go Harlem Heat. I think um I think their storylines in WCW was when was when I started really really falling in love with wrestling. So like when they had the the fallout as well, and they had the match to see who could carry the gimmick forward and stuff like that. I was I was banging to all of that. I loved all of that. So I'd I'd probably go Harlem Heat.
2: At the time, I would have said Road Warriors when, when I was younger. But then kind of nowadays, I'm more starting the Brothers.
1: Yeah i mean like for me like i mean, I, I kind of grew up really poor so i couldn't get wcw i had like two wwf videos from 1994 and i had to just keep watching them both because i were too poor to get anything else which is that's that's fucking tragic but now that i can go back and watch loads of wcw it's fucking brilliant because it's old school but it's brand new to me so nice. yeah it's it's fucking ace honestly just the Harlem Heat With Sherry in their corner, it
2: doesn't get better than that. Yeah. How he, I mean, I I think that's kind of one of the things with WCW and probably us um, as fans, and now is we both come from WCW, and when you look back, the the tag teams that were in WCW were like just so good. And Joe, in my mind, that's probably what set that seed of. Why kind of I like tag team wrestling so much, and like now being a wrestler, I want to do tag team stuff. You know, probably just got it got in early. Joe, you know, if uh, Ryan's been watching the same stuff as me before we even knew each other, um, I'm sure that's probably played uh, a bit into it himself, but yeah, know,
0: definitely. If...
1: So, um, so this really does kind of um kind of like really smoothly kind of gets me into like my next set of questions for you both because we want to talk about the, the the future of made to last and you've kind of hit the nail on the head and you're doing all my transitions for me. This is fucking easy. Um, so I mean, if um, like I'm, just, I'm trying to think of a really good way to phrase this, if you only ever were booked as a tag team from now through to the end of the end of days, so you both, you know, uh, washed up or broken down or didn't want to do it or whatever, or whatever, whatever. Would either of you have any regrets
0: about not pursuing singles? I'll jump in, and um, I, I, I know the answer to this personally is is a, a big fat no. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't wouldn't have any regrets, and that's not to sort of you know kiss his ass or anything like that. It's uh, it's nothing to do with that. I Just you know, I'm. I got into I got into wrestling when I or started training started wrestling when I was 28, uh, which pretty much I think in in my head took away uh, any chance that I was going to make like a, a real career out of it. You know, I, I have a decent job outside of wrestling, um, so you know re- wrestling was never going to be was never going to be a career for me. You know, I'm not I'm not necessarily chasing like a, a WWE goal like a lot of the younger lads that we train with are. I'm, I'm very much in it to to have as much fun as I possibly can, and uh, and in that regard, I don't think there's, you know, I don't think there's there's a way of, of doing wrestling that would be more fun for me than uh, than knocking around with, with a really good mate and uh, and somebody who I'm on the same page with. I think if I was if I was chasing a singles career or trying to do something you know on, on the singles side and I was getting a car full of people I didn't know that well to shows um, and then travelling back and yeah, I, I probably wouldn't. Wouldn't persist with it the same way that I do now, which is, you know, I get, I get to chat to my best mate all the time and, and, and meet up with him to drive to shows and, and enjoy enjoy every second of it, as opposed to, um, as opposed to sort of if I was doing it on my own, and I'd, I'd have probably, you know, lost interest if not by now, certainly, uh, you know, not far off.
2: Same answer for me, you know, I, like, why. Do it on my own. When you can do it with your mate and share the the experience with someone who you you generally have the same views as, you saying have the same goals as. Um, you know, when, when we started training, we had the idea of being the tag team kind of very early doors before either of us had any kind of uh, any place of even having a match. You know, was that green, that we was nowhere near ready for a match, but we'd toy around with the idea of, we'd we'd like to be a tag team, just because we got on so well as mates, and, you know, trying to think of things myself, and going, oh, that's all right, is is all right, but, when you can bounce these ideas off your mate, and Joe, I can be sat there at home, and Joe, Ryan will just send me a message going, oh, mate, I've just thought of a new tag move, I've thought of this, and, it just like, amps you both up. It's it's just so much better. Yeah. So no, I, I'm, I'm I'm happy tag teaming.
1: I mean, let's put like it's such a lovely answer, so very uh, diplomatically put by both of you. And of course, I knew Ryan. I knew Ryan was going to say he wants to stay in the tag team because he hasn't got a bump. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, he he, yeah. He, can, he can stay nice and fresh, and I get battered.
0: The way we uh, the way we plan like uh, our moves and stuff as well isn't dissimilar to that really. Pretty much all of our moves start with uh, with a conversation where it's like right okay Leon I'll I'll pick him up and then you dive off something or springboard or climb the top rope. Like even our own moves are very much planned like that where I'm minimal risk. i have just got to pick somebody over my head and then uh, and then let him do the crazy part as well.
1: Fucking hell. I mean, yeah, you, you've you got it made. But uh, like, I'm going to have to ask, because I know, um, you know, Leon, you're used to doing your crazy, crazy stuff. You're going to have to, like, share with us. What's this thing by you? Or do you only just had your ankle fixed? I don't quite know this story. Oh,
2: uh, me, it was me. my foot. It, it's not fixed. Uh, it's still it's, it's never going to be fixed, basically. So, um <laughs> It, that that was one of the things in a match of uh, you know you were saying has anyone ever been sick and you just have to roll with it sometimes. So it was uh, middle of a match. Um, did a spot where I did a, a moon and just freak accident. I've landed and kind of jarred my toes and just broke one and popped it like right out uh, of its like socket. So we finished the match and at the end, Joe. Uh, it's like, yeah, cheering, celebrating. Joe, Ryan, come here, give us an hug. Uh, like, Joe, hugging, like, to do all, all, like, oh, yeah, we're best mates, kind of thing. And as soon as getting the hug, it's Joe whispering in his ear, Ryan, my foot's broken. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, it's it's mushing my boot. I can feel it. Oh, and, my and, God. Uh, and, uh, and then just like looking at his face where he's just panic struck, like, oh, no. Right, like, we've got another match to do, <laughs> uh, and we've got a match tomorrow as well, like, what's going on? So it's like, just style it out. So I'm, like, trying to, like, hobble uh, out to, so that the crowd can't see that I've hurt my foot because I'm going to come back out again later. As soon as I get to the back, I am like, oh, my God, my, my foot is broken, uh, and I'm taking my boot off, and the promoter's coming off going, oh, no, don't take your gear off, don't take your gear off, you're going back out. I was like, I've got to take my boot off to see what state my foot's in. And, uh, yeah, like, I basically just got gold wrist tape, taped it all up um, as tight as I could, um, put my boot back on, went out, did the second match, um, and then Joe drove home. It's like, oh, I think you uh, think you best drive, Ryan. Uh, he, he drove home, I think. I can't even remember. And then... Um, yeah, went went to A and E the next morning, and it was like, oh well, um, it, it's I, I can't see any breaks. I'm just like, okay, they're so going, but it definitely doesn't look right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I can't put any weight on it; it's swollen like mad, you know. Um And she said, but like the X-ray looks fine, uh, but like looking at your foot, it doesn't. So I was like, okay, and it's like, just. uh See how it is, just Joe. Don't put any weight on it. Just just rest it. See how it goes. I am like, Yep, yeah, okay. I'll I'll do that. I'll rest it, uh, and then Joe straight in the car, got me uh, McQueen gear, and uh, straight onto the next show and wrestled with uh, a dodgy foot. Went straight out. I was like, Ah, it's feeling good. I've taped it up. Taped it up strong. I can manage with this. And in the entrance, uh, I've I've watched it back, and you see it. I'm walking. I just put pressure just on the wrong place, and it pops out straight again. And uh, I just had to do the the rumble with again my, my toe dangling off.
0: Um, it was frustrating that one as well because we um, the the moon spot that did it. It was like an assisted moonsault. So I I sort of gave gave him a boost, and and he went over, and and I think his um, yeah his, his toes went into the mat as opposed to sort of landing landing it clean. Uh, but that was like an improvised spot that we we thought of like on the spot because uh, we'd had a we'd had a bit of a nightmare in the match where the ceiling in the venue was really low, and I've taken a, a double suplex and as they've lifted me over, my feet have gone through the ceiling, um, so we had uh, we had like um, a, a tile from the ceiling hanging above the ring for most of the match. Uh, we tried to sort of work it into it a bit and, uh, and make it a bit, a bit funny and stuff like that. Um, but we had to sort of then improvise a lot of the match, uh, not least because we couldn't do any of the moves we planned because the ceiling was too low and then because there was a, a ceiling tile hanging in the ring as well. And uh, yeah, one of the things we sort of fought up on the spot was this is assisted moon salt, and that's that's what did his uh, that's what did his foot in, which we we'd never we'd never sort of intended to do, which is quite frustrating. You know, like I I love this mental image, dude.
1: Leon's there, his foot's hanging off. And by the way, I've got mush in my boot. Is a fucking <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a, that, that's, a, that's almost like Woody from Toy Story. You know I, mean? yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that. You're there, your foot's hanging off. And Ryan runs up to you. You better not have broken it. You're my meal ticket and bump machine. Don't make make me have to take a goddamn bump. (laughs) I mean, like, like credit where credit's due. I mean, some people might hear that and think, okay, that's fucking stupid. You could do it like everlasting damage. But also on the same token, but you need a lot of credit for carrying on with that.
2: The damage is done. You know what? I can't break it again, can I? So, well, well i mean i can but you know <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 the damage is done it is everlasting it's never going to be right but i've i've done it before with uh like in the olympic wrestling i've i've knocked my thumb out and rather than stop it's like right just give it a second snap my thumb back in and just carry on that's just how, uh, how i am i just just carry on with things
1: i mean like uh, uh if, like if, if it helps i mean obviously i know we mentioned uh ryan might had stiffed you in the face the uh the, the little shit that he did. <laughs> um, on my first ever two shows, it would have been March and November 2011. We did a student union and we did a nightclub for the second show. Like we, we thought we were trying to be over 18 shows. It didn't work. Well, before we, we tried. Now, Ryan broke his nose on both of them shows. He's got like, he's, he's like Mr. Potato Head, Ryan, is he's kind of like bits, kind of like come off him and he just kind of glues them back on. So we are, I'm, I'm going to kind of like pushes because we're kind of like getting towards like an hour and a halfish. i want to kind of push you into the final stages of this podcast now i've started doing this with absolutely everyone it's a bit office managerial but i think we get some really good answers with it so i'm gonna i'm gonna sort of carry on with it i'm gonna say to both of you about this wrestling business it's called stop start continue so i need you both to think of one real one example of one thing that as a business we need to stop doing one thing we need as a business to start doing and one thing as a business we need to continue doing so something that you think either we do really good you something we're really proud of as a business as a people um one for each one so stop start and continue that
2: is a question For, continue for me, like um I would just say for, for people to continue doing what they can to to improve the business. Like at the moment you are seeing a lot of people on social media like vying for this change in Britrest and I think the necessary changes that need to happen. So I, I would like for people to continue sticking to the guns of uh, working for those changes, um, you know, not just saying that they're going to change because it was popular a couple of months ago and then now that we're a couple of months down the line, they're going to change their mind and go back to their own old, old ways. For me, it's continuing to support people to be respectful and to try and improve things. Joe, backstage, in the ring, everything, just needs to continue with that same energy that we've, we have had lately. And I know... Again, I've said I hate Twitter, and I do hate Twitter, but it does have its good points. And I think um, a lot of recent things are going to make the business a lot better. So, yeah, I I, I, is that change or continue, though? I guess that's change, really, isn't it? Well,
1: oh, yeah, so, 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 um, stop, stop, start, so stop, start, continue. Stop, start, continue. I think that's it.
0: I think if you're going if... to... I think if we were both to, to be having a very very serious conversation and and touching on on the most important subject, all all three of those things stop, start, and continue would probably um, relate to to speaking out, which which I know um, we were all we were all moved by at the time and and, and, and still hold it in, in very high regard. I think yeah, if you if you take the the question very much at face value and answer it seriously, uh, you'd, you'd look at, at Things to do with with the wrestling business that that's led to to everything that we heard about in the summer and and, and it would be them it would it would be yeah all, all that sort of stuff yeah. like it it makes the world a difference.
1: We do it at most press and few shows occasionally we, we do kind of slip up and we kind of forget it but I'd wish more promotions would do that 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 would be my sort of start if there's gonna be one have you have you two got like a bit of a light hearted one oh,
2: i'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a an ass but uh, I'd say aiming it to other wrestlers and stuff, Joe, start helping out. Joe, start promoting the shows you're on. So, you know, if, if, if you've got a company who is booking you for a show and uh, Joe is paying you to go and do a match, it's not hard to just promote that show, to share their posts on social medias and stuff. And I see so many people who are getting bookings after bookings and then they don't do anything kind of as a, thank you or just that respect to the company for booking them and paying them. And it, it, that, that grinds my gears a little bit. You know, I think someone is booking me on a show. I'm going to promote that show. I'm going to share their posts. I'm going to try and get people to go to that show. Not just cause I'm on it, but you know, yeah, cause I'm on it. They're, they're wanting to book me, show them a bit of respect back. So I'd say start sharing companies, pages and, and things like that.
0: I think mean, it's a good one. That's a really good one. And I'm maybe just taking that further and, and piggybacking that. I think, mean, yeah, just start appreciating like your bookings in general as well. I think, uh, I think there's nothing worse for me backstage, and it, it, I guess it's easy for me to say because I, you know, I'm not somebody who's resting three times every weekend and stuff like that. And, and and like I mentioned before, you know, me and Leon are very much there to enjoy it. And it, it's not like that for everybody. Some people are doing it for their livelihoods and, and and to try and maximize it as a career and, and maybe they've got a different attitude and stuff but you know for me personally if i'm backstage at a show i'm excited for the show um, you know it could be in front of no people at all or it could be in front of the biggest crowd you've seen i'm buzzing to be there i'm i'm i'm, I'm made up I'm, I'm happy that we've got a booking and then we get to to go out and do our thing and and for me personally, yeah, there's nothing worse than when there's somebody else there who just can't be arsed with it for whatever reason. I know I was joking about being a bit hungover for that show, but again, I, I was so happy to be in that rumble and to get chopped and to have a bit of a laugh <laughs> about it. But uh, you do you do get people at shows sometimes and, and they just don't want to be there. And they'll you know, they'll be backstage going, oh, it's shit, this, or oh, I'm not doing this today. I'm not bumping today. And I know I was j- joking earlier about not bumping, but that was by accident. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that kills me when I'm backstage. I'm just like, you know, you don't have to be it. Somebody else could be in that spot. So if you, you, know, if you're backstage saying you can't be bothered with it or you're not going to take it seriously, you either keep your mouth shut or or just don't bother taking the booking in the first place.
1: Superb. So obviously, last but not least, I've got like a light hearted continue something that we we do as a as a people in this wrestling business. Something you're proud of, something you want to see continue.
2: I think easiest continue is just continue looking after each other. Like I, I easily say, every match I've been in, I feel that the the guys and you know, girls that have been in the matches as well with us have always kind of looked after each other, of tried to make sure everyone's safe. No one's been being a dick and trying to hurt each other. Um, you know, everything has been completely so professional everyone's looked after each other like Joe you get the the odd tag here and there but it's never intentional and there's always Joe you do tag someone you get backstage go oh sorry about that I've not hurt you I've not broke your teeth I've not Joe done any proper damage but everyone I've been in the ring with has really looked after me and Joe especially when I'm the one taking all the big dangerous spots it's it's very much appreciated that these people are looking after me. Um, You know, uh, Big T, I I, I get in doing lots of silly spots with him just because of the size of him. It's put him over, right, launch me, just launch me. And everything is about making him look good, but he's so safe. And to everyone else, it looks like he's throwing me across the ring. He is, but he's so strong, he's so safe. He's got such a good pulse and everything. And a lot of the stuff that I've taken from T could easily go very wrong, but because he looks after me so well, it's it's always been so safe. Um, so I, I'd go for that. Continue just looking after each other, making sure you're safe.
0: Big T once uh, once chopped me so hard that I had ingrowing hairs across my chest for weeks. <laughs> weren't there before. He literally chopped the hairs back into my body at one point. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah i guess uh, wow. my, my continue is gonna go the other way though i'm i'm gonna say continue thinking of cool new shit because i think that's that's still the best thing about wrestling and i think that's still you know what what gets us as, as fans who sort of watched it for years you know whether it's a uh, sort of character driven things and you know creating new characters that are, that are cool or or whether it's actually in the ring and, and coming up with new moves or, or new transitions and things like that, I think you know as somebody who's watched wrestling for probably you know over 20 years now, it's um, it, it's brilliant when you see something you've not seen before. Always, whether it's yeah the way someone looks or acts or the moves they do. Uh, you know, which still gets me out out of my seat. It still makes me go, "Oh, this is so cool!" And I'll save the videos and send them to the guys in the WhatsApp group, or you know, text everybody I know and go, "Oh, mate, have you seen this thing? It's incredible!" And have you seen this move and this? And that. that's that's still what uh, what gets me and, and what I enjoy. And and whether that's a, a show I'm wrestling on, and it's uh, it's one of my mates that's doing it, or you know, whether it's in WWE or, or whatever else. Anytime I see something I've not seen before. Uh, it sort of reminds me why I why I watch it and why I love it so much. And uh, and yeah, so I'd I'd say just continue continue doing new things and and thinking of new things because um, that's what's uh, that's what keeps you around.
1: I love that uh, Leon completely put Big T over. said how safe he is. He's he's such a lovely guy. And you just cut straight in with guess what? Big T <laughs> chopped my body hair back into my body. I
0: love it. Don't get me wrong, mate. He's a, he's a great fella. He's a he's a really good guy and he is safe as houses. Um but you know, the thing as you know yourself, you've been in the ring, the thing with taking a chop is it's gonna suck no matter what. Like it's 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 not gonna be pleasant no matter what. So you, you wanna get hit as hard as you can, you want it to make the biggest noise it prop it possibly can. Um, you know, you want it to to leave a mark and, and you want everybody in the crowd to to see that, you know, that's probably as real as it's gonna be. Um so you know, big T's in the ring, you stick your chest out, his massive hand comes down and hits you and, and it makes a big noise and gets everybody going. So yeah, no absolutely great guy, safe as houses, and, and when he chops I, you you know about it. Yeah.
1: I mean I'm I'm kind of in that mindset, but if I'm getting chopped, like I want it to get as close to stopping my heart as possible without actually stopping my heart.
2: Yeah, you, you you don't want an half-ass chop. That's the thing. Like, right? if you if you do a weak chop, everyone looks at yeah. it and goes, "That that was rubbish." Yeah, so you have to just go go all in and yeah. uh, just
1: just take it. If it looks like you've been chopped by a wet noodle, that's worse than being chopped by a fucking plank of wood.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gibbo, uh, Gibbo was really good when 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 he'd teach you and and when you train under him, he was he was very good at using an analogy about his um, his dad. Basically, he'd reference his dad all the time, and he'd say that his dad doesn't watch wrestling and doesn't have any interest in wrestling and thinks it's all fake. Um, and it's his dad who you've got to be trying to wrestle for. Because yeah. when you're making these shows, you know it's not um, it's not the diehard wrestling fans who you've got to convince. It's people like his dad who, who don't believe in it. Uh, and you know, when when a guy' Ts size hits you, and the sound of it echoes around a hall or or a bar or whatever you're wrestling, you know, even even Gibbo's dad or, or the equivalent in the audience is going to turn his head and go, "Oh, hello, what's what's just happened there?" Uh, yeah. and that's that's exactly what you want.
1: That's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Um, so obviously, gents, we do want to wrap the uh, the, the, the show up nice. Um, have you got anything that you want us to sort of promote right before we sign off?
2: I mean, there's no shows at the minute, so not <laughs> really. Um, <laughs> no, just, Joe, you know, follow us on our socials and when shows do come back, uh, you know, see where we're at. Hopefully, we can be uh, debuting as a team at Pro Wrestling for you down the line. That is something we definitely want to do. And... Um, yeah, just follow us, see where it goes and support uh, support all the indie wrestling shows.
0: We're determined to uh, to come out with some really cool merch at some point. I think we, we'd have probably done it 10 months ago um, if we'd have been able to sort of work all the shows that we had booked, uh, but obviously weren't able to. Um, but we, we're determined to, to release some really cool stuff. So at some point we might have merch to push, but at the moment... Uh, no just just keep us company on social on the, the lonely days and nights of lockdown
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you made it sound dead like Soviet or something like you're yeah. just in the midst of a fucking big Russian winter it's like keep us just uh, company on these cold lonely winter nights it's excess expensive but you see they trust me gingerbread is like you've been sat in front of the past. It's an hour, hour and a half of doing this podcast. He's, he's living his best life.
0: Sounds it. Sounds
1: like it. Fantastic. So, uh, ladies and gents, this has been Series 3, Episode 11 of the Pro Wrestling Few Podcast, Snap Cracker and Cheap Pops. These have been made to last. I've been Phil Woodline. Thank you all very, very much for listening.
2: Thanks for listening.
0: Check out Pro Wrestling for You on all social media platforms and stream our back catalogue of shows over at pw4uondemand.co.uk.